Remember stood up on Valentine's from last episode? That was the first audio from Quinn I ever listened to. I ended up listening to more on the app because you're listening to SoSo hosted by Summer Orban. If you're looking to replace underwear you've had since you were a wee high school freshman that aren't very fresh anymore, or are looking into more sustainable options without paying $90 for various shades of brown, Parade has got you covered in all the right places. Available in sizes extra small through 5X, Parade's underwear is made of soft, breathable, and recycled fabrics that are good for the environment and look great on anybody. Starting as low as $8 and in so many different colors and patterns outside of sad beige. Join the parade today and save 20% off your purchase when you use code SUMMERORBANWRITES at checkout. The first purchase I made with my credit card last year after I graduated was the microphone I'm talking into right now. The Blue Yeti Caster, in case you were curious. And I'm glad I did. My second purchase was an annual subscription to the app Quinn. I remember on that same day, I got into an argument with my mom. It was pretty ugly, so much so that I texted my friend Maddie to see if I could stay at their place for a few days, just to cool down. Later that night, I packed some clothes, my wallet, and other small essentials in my backpack. In part one, Gracie Lambright and I gushed about the audio app Quinn for about half an hour. I ended up cutting out half of it because I kept fumbling over my words while fangirling. Now I'll get to fangirl for different reasons with a different guest from the inside. All right, and we're recording. Thank you so much for being here today, Zach. Yeah, no worries. Zachary Cowan is an actor who can be seen featured in Perry Mason, Hunters, and NCIS. Zach has also received notoriety for being a voice performer for Quinn under the name Cowman. He got his start with a startup at the same time the way most people had to pivot from their plans, COVID. Um, so I know you've probably been like asked this a lot, but do you mind just sharing a bit of how you got started like with Quinn and what was kind of the journey to how you do what you do now? Yeah, so Quinn reached out to me, I guess, maybe about two, two and a half years ago uh, through TikTok. Um, I had already been professionally acting and like a member of the Screen Actors Guild for a few years. Uh, but then once the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, wow, like there's kind of nothing for me to do. So I uh, shifted my focus towards social media. I started posting more TikToks. I started live streaming. I started doing that whole thing. And I guess Quinn's marketing team just kind of found me and they're like, hey, we love your content. We love your voice. We love the fact that you're an actor. Like, would you be interested in maybe doing some more autoerotica? Uh, and at the time, I was like, my plate's too full. Uh, and I kind of just have a little too much going on. So we kind of just politely kind of circled each other. And then maybe about six or so months later, 
they started kind of blowing up. I started kind of blowing up more and we kind of came together and reached kind of, I guess, like a beneficial agreement. After the break, hearing from Zach and hearing back from Maddie. If you're looking to replace underwear you've had since you were a wee high school freshman that aren't very fresh anymore, or are looking into more sustainable options without paying $90 for various shades of brown, Parade has got you covered in all the right places. Available in sizes extra small through 5X, Parade's underwear is made of soft, breathable, and recycled fabrics that are good for the environment and look great on anybody. Starting as low as $8 and in so many different colors and patterns outside of sad beige. Join the parade today and save 20% off your purchase when you use code SUMMERORBANRIGHTS at checkout. We're back. As I waited to hear back from Maddie, mom overheard my movements from the shower and came downstairs with no clothes on. She looked at my stuffed backpack, told me, running away is not okay took it upstairs with her, and I cried. Again. I cried a lot that day, even when I tried so hard not to. I wasn't running away or planning on it, and I never said that. There are plenty of people who have to step away, sometimes physically remove themselves, from a situation if they're becoming too upset or stressed out. This is a normal thing people do. However, since I'm not normal, I guess I'm not allowed to do normal things. I went to Quinn, played some audios within the gentle category, and cried myself to sleep on the couch. And yeah, I guess that's kind of how I got started with Quinn. I guess the transition to what I'm doing now is now just kind of two years later, uh, just kind of following the scene as it's continued to blow up. Like, I feel like, I guess, autoerotica or maybe like mobile autoerotica is kind of like a newer thing i think to like the zeitgeist like i think it was kind of condensed to niche parts of the internet um so kind of just been going with the flow and trying to trying to figure out what people like and what people want to hear and what kind of stories they enjoy and don't enjoy and all that good stuff what does a typical day look like for you when it comes to like making like an episode for quinn or like a story for Quinn or something like that. Yeah. So my typical days um, just kind of juggle based off like need. So it might be an acting day. It might be a content day. It might be an autoerotica day, uh, or it might be a regular take care of your life day. Uh, but if it's a day where I'm filming autoerotica, usually it starts with uh, either a concept or a specific quote or uh, a little bit of dialogue that I think is fun between two people. Um, and I kind of just build off of that. Um, a lot of it too is uh, reading kind of user comments, whether that's on TikTok. Because one of the reasons Quinn reached out to me to begin with was I had a lot of TikTok stories that people were interested in that they're like, hey, maybe this would work in a longer voice format. Um, so it kind of just starts with whatever whatever the inception or the nugget I'm going to be using for for that day. And then it just moves on to storyboarding and scripting and then performing, recording. And then, I mean, you you have a podcast, so you know that the, it's three times as long on the back end than it is to, than it actually is to record it. I was really 
interested when I learned about Quinn, like how just like listening to the different like stories, like how like I don't know, like how the sausage gets made, I guess, yeah. since like I have a podcast myself. Like I'll just be listening to something and I'm just like, how did they do that? Like what's going on like in the background? Um yeah. so do you mind um just kind of talking a little bit about like when you're recording like like how you just like do certain things or like what techniques you do to like emulate certain situations yeah totally so i mean it kind of depends based on the creator like some creators have like people that they work with or perhaps a partner that they record with um i got brought on uh i think because quinn was looking to fill maybe more like a narrative niche so i actually do everything by myself i have Two different microphones here I'll show you one and then i can get this one in here i got i got a whole other separate one i've got my stream deck two different monitors i've got my little handy dandy field recorder so uh for me it's all pretty fabricated everything i do is in-house here at my own studio uh whether it's just the voices or the sound effects or the scripts or any of the concepts from kind of start to finish in terms of techniques um i don't think it differs too much from like traditional voiceover techniques you know as in terms of like using the depth of your mic playing with playing with distances playing with different echoes um and then like any other sound recording a lot of it is just the mixing on the back end like oh, okay so what what is the context? Where am I right now? Like, what is it? Is it night? Is it day? Uh, you know, am I in another country? Am I in a place? What kind of wildlife? What kind of night sounds would we hear? Is there a city? Is there, you know, anything like that? So that's, that's probably the most general I can be without maybe jumping into like specific, I guess, like voice acting techniques, which would bore everybody listening right now. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Um, so what do you think has been I guess like your favorite like sound effect you've done so far. Um, well, I'm kind of nerdy, so I like really enjoy like the art of like sound mixing. Even before I was doing auto erotica, like um, in my own projects and my own acting, like the sound sound is one of those things where when it's done well, nobody thinks about it, and when it's not done well, it's all every it's the only thing people can hear, only thing people can think of. So I think some of my favorite sound effects are the ones that like people don't won't necessarily like, think about or hear. Um, so I spend a lot of time on like the room tone, the ambient noise. So that's just for those listeners that don't know, that's just like the noise in the background of everything. And you might think like, oh, well, like you would want it to be silent. And it's like, well, actually, when you're in a total studio and it's totally silent, if you're just listening to it back, like it sounds weird to your ear, kind of kind of like when we breathe oxygen, we don't fear breathe pure oxygen so i think my favorite sound effect i just did an audio where it was like we met we're like neighbors and we met in the laundry room and just playing with how loud the laundry machine should be at like specific moments and like uh when we left the laundry room just kind of creating artificially that that feeling of space and dimension like oh you're one floor up now so it should be a little quieter and you close the door the door is peeking open and you can hear it a little bit so i think those are some of my favorite sound effects uh but that's not a very, I suppose, exciting answer. <laughs> no worries, you're good. I'm just like really into like sound and stuff like yeah, that. Totally. Obviously, so you, you totally get it. <laughs> Having like the perfect ambient noise, like I personally think right. that the listening experience. I always try to make my audios where 
whatever audio level you set it at, you shouldn't need to raise it. Like I, I think it's kind of a failing of audio mixing if there's parts that are too quiet and you need to turn it up. Like when you're watching a movie where it's like the dialogue's quiet, so you turn it up and then five seconds later, there's an action scene and it blows out your speakers. And I'm like, no, there should be one consistent, like ubiquitous, like listening experience. So that, that's what kind of I get nerdy about. I'm like, oh, wow, you, you could listen to this headphones or not with headphones. And like, it's going to be normalized the whole way through. <laughs> And people are like, hey, man, like, we're just we're just here for the smut. Like, you don't got to be doing all this. <laughs> yeah, I I totally get that. Um, so what do you what do you think has been your favorite um, story that you've done for Quinn so far? My favorite story I've done for them so far. Um, well, like I said, I think the reason they brought me on is because they wanted someone and they have other creators that are doing this now as well but they wanted someone who could do like maybe complex intricate like plot heavy stories and the reason i signed on and the reason i started doing social media in the first place is kind of my first i guess like love and focus in most things is like my acting whether it's voice acting or on-screen acting so everything i do i'm looking to challenge myself like i enjoy making stories for everybody else but if it's not getting me excited as a performer then I don't feel like I'm kind of pushing the needle every day. So I have a couple like really intricate stories that I think um, not only are good erotic content, but they're also quality, emotionally authentic stories. So I have one that was very popular. Um, it's called the, the Clothes I Bought You. Essentially the premise is you're home for the holidays, your, your sibling brings home their new partner, and it turns out that partner is like your ex, like the one that get, got away. And then what followed is like a four part series, maybe like maybe close to like four hours worth of story of just going through kind of the trials and the tribulations, the ups and downs of being in love. In this case, being in love with your brother's girlfriend. Obviously, we fall into old habits. There's a lot of sneaking around. There's a lot of discussion of like, I'm a terrible brother. I'm a terrible partner. Uh, and it just kind of all of that weight that comes with doing something like that. Uh, similarly, there was another, there was another one where like essentially like that your ex, your toxic ex knocks on your door at like 3am and then just having all those conversations. And I, I believe in having like a smart audience. So you don't necessarily need to tell them everything. Like they'll, they'll catch up. So I really enjoyed playing with the nuance of that relationship of like, wow, like these are, these are real people with real issues that they're struggling with. So I have a few stories like that, and they're not all toxic, but the toxic ones are, are fun to play. Um, but I would say those, those are a couple of my favorites. I know you've touched on it um, a bit earlier, but what would you say is your favorite part of your job? On the Ottawa Rodica side of things? Um, I think my favorite part is... I think kind of just the philosophy behind autoerotica or what at least Quinn and people like Quinn are trying to do, like they're trying to trying to disrupt, which has been historically like very exploitive industry, an industry that has time and time again, put profits in front of the safety of their actors or people that are representative in their videos. Uh, these are, you know, websites and companies that have time and time again, like not supported victims, you know, whether it's like a video of a crime or what have you. So it's nice to know that like, yes, I'm making, you know, erotic entertainment. I'm making entertainment for other people, but it's nice that we're doing something ethical. We're doing something that is pushing up against what has been like a primarily like 
heteronormative exploitive industry and just be like, hey, like there there is a way to do well or do good by doing well. There, there's a way to kind of have your cake and eat it too, how to ethically pay your creators, create awesome stories, include everybody uh, and not put anyone down for the sake of benefiting a smaller group of people. If anyone's interested in autoerotica, I think Quinn's a great place to look at. There's a lot of different uh, a lot of different places you can do that. Um, but it's just a safe and comfortable way. I think some of my favorite comments that I get are people who are maybe have less sexual experience or don't necessarily feel as comfortable with their partner talking about certain things. And it's nice to have just like a judgment-free, safe place to kind of explore those sides of you. Um, so I would just encourage everybody, like if you're if you're struggling to find meaningful sexual experiences or, you know, intimate experiences that still feel safe and supportive. Um, I would definitely give it a check out if it's something, something you think you might be interested in. Maddie got back with me to let me know their family had COVID. When I started running out of clean clothes to wear, I eventually was allowed to have my backpack back, but my credit card was nowhere to be found in my wallet or anywhere. I received a new one after reporting it stolen, and another after that one was stolen, too. To this day, a year later, I still have a lot of debts I have to pay off. Last summer was a brutal one, and for me at least, Quinn was a relief. I wish it was someone else, not just someone wanted or desired, but also appreciated and respected. Yet again, I'm not allowed to do normal things. So until then, I'll keep Calman on my roster of voices. If you're looking to replace underwear you've had since you were a wee high school freshman that aren't very fresh anymore, or are looking into more sustainable options without paying $90 for various shades of brown, Parade has got you covered in all the right places. Available in sizes extra small through 5X, Parade's underwear is made of soft, breathable, and recycled fabrics that are good for the environment and look great on anybody. Starting as low as $8 and in so many different colors and patterns outside of sad beige. Join the parade today and save 20% off your purchase when you use code SUMMERORBANRIGHTS at checkout. Distributed by Spotify for podcasters, SoSo is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Summer Orban. A special thanks to Zachary Cowan for being a part of this episode. You can find more about Zach and his work at beacons.ai slash cowman. Be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show. Don't forget to subscribe to and download SoSo wherever you find your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.